Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Bloor with the podcast, We Are All Psychic. And today we have a really cool guest who just works some kind of magic. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Her name is Chigusa. Would you like to say hello? Yeah, I'm Chigusa. I'm an inner Zen coach. Um, inner Zen coach. Yeah. That so sounds like something I, I need. <laughs> yeah, there's, not much, there's not much inner Zen. On the outside, it might look like it. It probably doesn't. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. That must I, be very helpful. Yeah, I heal. Uh, I help heal soul, soul of human and animals through meditation, and I'm calling it bomb-proof energy meditation. And uh, because whenever you're doing meditation, right, you feel good when you do it, but you go to the world and you're like, like it, it doesn't. Work. How do I use this? Yeah, but before we get into what you have to talk to our listeners and watchers about, this is a Spotify video watchers um we have a question for you and misty would you like to ask the question sure do you believe that we're all psychic yes yes, yes. i wholeheartedly believe i believe we are all psychic and if we are not i think we should all be yes, <laughs> yes she said it we agree because too. um psychic means so be, before this i looked up what psychic means and it says of or pertaining to human soul yeah, and I personally, because I work with pe people's souls, I believe all are connected at soul level. But when you are born, you start disconnecting from it. Yes. So yeah. Some influences. And when you are connected to soul, you are at the most natural state of being. Like you are happiest, healthiest, with no fear, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But you start disconnecting, right? So... I believe that we are all psychic. And if not, then we ought to be. We need to go back to that state. Agreed. He said back. He said back Agreed. to that state. What seems like you might know some esoteric knowledge here about something about maybe how things were once before, before mm -hmm. men came and told us what to do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, that's very interesting. What exactly, how exactly do you go about teaching people with your, with, with your skills like what is an inner zen coach exactly i imagine it would be getting someone to that peaceful place and in touch with their soul mm -hmm. but like how do you go about doing that like what is your process your technique yeah so technique is basically simple it's a meditation and it's simple but it's very difficult for people because yeah. it's the one thing that i teach is emptying your mind <laughs> And that's probably the one thing that's most difficult for, for many people, including myself. Yeah. When I started on this spiritual journey, somebody told me to meditate. And it's like, I can't meditate. And I, think, <laughs> I, I start thinking and I, like, I can't empty my mind. Most people do have that reaction. I can't. If they, if they, uh, they don't really want to get done on yeah. that. <laughs> but if you want to heal yourself, you get to that point. So I help coach people to get there. That's really through, cool. uh, exercises and things. I imagine it would be different for each person. I guess you'd have to yeah. kind of cater it differently to every person. Mm -hmm. So were yeah. you always like, were you raised around this kind of energy work or anything like that? How did you get involved? No, not at all. Me <laughs> so, neither. Yeah. I grew up in Japan. Um, so Japan, naturally, I don't know if you know, but all those kind of spiritual things are integrated. So we talk about some things that, like it's normal yeah yeah <laughs> I, I grew mm -hmm. up not having that kind of reaction to things like psychic and things like that um even though it's still considered somewhat like uh, science, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i i was more open to it um 
But I personally was not psychic. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. That wasn't how I, I was brought up until I was awakened, per se. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it didn't happen until very recently. Not well, like, do you want to talk about that or is it too personal to talk about? Oh, no, yeah, I can talk about that. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I've been working in a corporate world for 20 plus years. <laughs> that tells my age. About <laughs> <But laughs> our age. Like <laughs> you don't look it. Yeah, you're about our age, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, Generation X, I guess. So yeah, you're yeah. with us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, um, I, I struggled, um, especially coming from Japan, working yeah. in the U.S., and um, it's like kind of doggy dog world, and yes. I just couldn't um, like let myself be that person who like bosses people around and things like that. And I always told myself like I'm not good enough, and it was like imposters. And all that stuff and that just built up so much and at one point I felt like oh I should just like not be here <laughs> that was oh. like my lowest point what helped me is I had two dogs at that point helped me or didn't help me actually dogs them had a behavioral issue um, and I was struggling with it and I was at the end of the rope. So I went to Animal Communicator to seek help. <laughs> and that's sort of what opened up my eyes to spirituality and things. Um, even though the communication that happened, they're like, oh, you need to train your dog. And I train my dogs. I'm like a big dog train trainer. So <laughs> like training your dogs, it doesn't really make sense. So I'm like, maybe I should learn how to do animal communication myself. And mm -hmm. I got into animal communication. And the funny thing is I went to, it was an in-person, very rare nowadays, but in-person animal communication class. I went there, everybody was either psychic or healers. And yeah. that was me. <laughs> some geek from some corporate well, we're world. all psychic so you had I to be one of them. <laughs> so, so that kind of started out my journey on like, oh, I need to meditate. Oh, I need to open and up And you kind of got heart. excited because it's not like, yeah, meditation is different for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. We all do it differently. Some people can dance and meditate, you know, and some people have to sit and lay down, be real quiet, you know, and it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's how I started. And I met Reiki uh, in the beginning through my dog's issues, um, I had um, animal communicator come to my house and she happened to be a Reiki teacher. And she's like, oh, I should attune your dogs. And I'm like, Reiki? Really? What is that? <laughs> she attuned your dogs to Reiki? That's really cool. Yeah. 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 I, I should, and I'm like, I should learn that. So that's how I got started and started really healing myself first. Yes. And then that's, yes. and then Don't you think that... Don't you think that dogs are easier to uh, work with than, than humans? <laughs> yes and no. Easier, so that's kind it? of, it's, it's yes and no. Um, so dog, dogs, especially, because dogs are very connected to the, their owners. Yes. And I believe they are the mirror of your emotions. Yes. So that's what I think. Dogs, I think my cats are little mirrors too. Yeah. Cats, yeah. I mean, cats too. 
But dogs yeah. are worse. <laughs> you know what I think it might be, though? Because dogs um, are, they need a lot of care. They need to be walked. They need They're very needy. Cats don't need all that. But if people are with, like, I'm home all day. I, I talk to my cats constantly. They're my little friends, you know. And, well, this one's a big friend. Big 20-pound cat. Um, but <laughs> um, it's, I, I've noticed people who are like that with their cats. Their cats will mirror them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Animals mirror active. them. Dogs tend to go to places where human goes. They are rare. I mean, there are people that has cats on leash, but there are people. They, they don't like it. They don't like don't change. They don't see it very often. Right? They don't like change. So they get their spot not, and they stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dogs are not the animals that goes to those places. I and mean, we're taking them and it's like reflecting your fear. So in my case, I'm, um, I used to be very shy and don't want to talk to people. So my dog was mirroring that fear. When somebody comes up to me, she would bark because I didn't want to do anything with that person. So she was protecting for me. (laughs) She's barking for you. (laughs) Stay away from me. (laughs) Your real instinct is to bark at them and growl, but you can't. So I'm going to start start doing that. Yeah, I might start doing that. They would go away, wouldn't they? (laughs) That'll get rid of them. That's why I said it's uh, uh, yes and no, because when it's not that case, it's easier, but if it's human connection, then you need to deal with the human part of the healing as well as the animal. And that makes it a little bit harder because a lot of people come to me, heal my animal. <laughs> yeah. They're not yeah. Ready to be told, like, you are the one who needs healing. In the mirroring. Yes. Yeah. I can see that totally. Yeah. yeah. I've seen so it. It is with- easier to heal the animal than it is the human. <laughs> <laughs> Because we all have this brain thing called brain and logic, logistic mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They've got us pretty wrapped around their paws, you know, because yeah. they, they got us feeding them, taking them out, taking them to the vet. Speaking of listeners and watchers, I my cat Einstein is sick today. And Chagusa and I were writing back and forth about the podcast. And I told her we might have to and told Misty we might have to wait because I needed to take my cat to the vet. And I took him to the vet. To Saturday listeners and watchers. So I had to take him to a Bansfield. And um it's like a I think I think those are aren't those Bansfields. I think they're like places where veterinary students kind of get some training. They were great up there. He was throwing up listeners and uh kind of gagging and he finally was just foam after all the food came out. And then he stopped overnight and then this morning over and so I took him to the vet. And I was telling Chagusa to Chagusa about it. And she says, well, you know, I do work with animals. And, and she says, can I, would you, is it okay if I check, you know, I don't know how you said it. I think you said communicate with him in the message. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember exactly how I you put work, it. And yeah, I was I like, work. okay. So then she, communi- she, she, she came back a little while later. We're on a lineable. We're talking back and forth. And she came back a little later and told me that she had, um, Found some evil. Uh, you, you go ahead and tell them about how you did that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know yeah, how so, you yeah. So when I have um, um, either animal or human come to me, I have checklist of things to check. And so like, is there evil spirits or evil entity or demons or some curse or any anything that evil? And also what their soul energy level is. Okay. Because soul energy is like a balloon. And when it's full, you are able to heal with any kind of issues. But when it's empty, it's like it's very surviving. Okay. So I check that and then I figure out what's the best course of action. So in Einstein's case, 
Einstein had a uh, evil spirit and uh, evil ent- entities, um, nothing else. Um, and then there was no connection for this particular issue. There was no connection to you, Lisa. So that means I could just work on him rather than working both on both of you. So yeah. that's what that I did. So he's still he's still coughing now. I mean, ever since I brought him back from the bed, I don't see any difference from but when I brought him back from the vet and now the only mm-hmm. difference is that his brother Gandalf is not his biological brother. This is his brother. that got him at the same time. Um, came up and licked his face, which, you know, they're, they, they're, they're very, they love each other, but they're just a boy cast, you know, <laughs> but they, they'll, you know, he does, he, he'll take care of Ayn and I will take care of Gandalf when they're sick and stuff like cleaning ears and stuff like that. But um, he hasn't really changed much. But now listeners and watchers, she did say that it might take some time for him to because she worked on him. She said she got him to like about five percent left of some that might not want to be there. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on you, Einstein, and see how you do. But right now he's just very calm. And she did say, listeners, that um, the one word she got from him was chicken. And uh, I looked at the food, uh, the food that I think may have caused him this problem possibly doesn't have chicken but his and his wet food's always fish but he could have gotten some chicken somewhere i didn't think about that i haven't had chicken but i mean i wonder what the chicken is and i'm kind of wondering if it's a metaphor because einstein's a very smart cat and he's a communicator mm-hmm. um yeah so, so it could be that it's not chicken the food it could be right. something else it could be um, something else like a chicken spirit like because we're right. in alabama we got some people with the chickens mm. Mm. <laughs> because he was yeah. say, saying that the spirit jumped into him so it could have been chicken spirit and that's why i prefer doing the session personally so that i can kind of pinpoint the yeah the, what would that mean if it's point? a spirit of chicken Oh, what? I'm sorry. what would it be like if it was like say it's like say it was a curse like a chicken curse like, you know i don't know about like they have root work down here in the south a lot of that kind of stuff i don't know much yeah. about it but i do know of practitioners who are said to have used that type of stuff in the yeah. area you know like mm-hmm. some of the darker aspects of witchcraft and stuff like that and voodoo and stuff mm-hmm. so when when i think of chickens that's that's where i go very much that could very much be, and like for the listeners, like um, psychic reading or animal communication is not like, mm-hmm. oh, you get hundred percent of the information. Right. Like no. it's sort of like a charade. <laughs> it is. Yes, we talk about that. Why you know? Why don't I don't yeah. get it? We don't know everything. We've talked about that. It's, it's like a yeah. misconception a lot of people have with mm-hmm. the, any kind of energy workers or psychics or you know yeah. we don't know it all. We are we hardly know ourselves. We know ourselves better maybe than we did. You know, last year, that's kind of our goal, right? It working with energy and healing ourselves and it makes us want to heal other people because it's so awesome to feel good. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not great all the time. Of course not. I'm like a mess half the time. But I, I try to work on changing it. And like you said, I was very shy, you know, very shy and scared of what people might think or do or, or any kind of effect I had on my environment. I didn't want to do, <laughs> you know, I was very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? kind of restrained. I was always restraining myself from doing what I wanted. Um, and also didn't know what I wanted to do <laughs> in general. Like, uh, do I want, I mean, I, I know like basic things like smile. I do want to smile, you know, but I mean, when I'm in a conversation with strangers and I'm actually younger and feeling so insecure, especially when you're an empath and you're picking up all this stuff and you don't even know what an empath is. You never heard of that before. You know, it's like one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast was for all the empaths out there who've never heard that word, you know, 
and they are feeling people's emotions and they're thinking they're theirs and they don't know why they're coming home depressed from school or something like that. You know, that's what I did a lot. Um, and I feel like, uh, like with animals, I've always felt like they, they, well, <laughs> this is kind of neat. So, yeah, I said Einstein's a communicator. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but he, he actually, one time I was meditating on my bed and I, I don't blank my mind when I meditate. Sometimes it blanks. Sometimes there's a lot of storms in there. I just kind of do whatever, you know, like you were saying, it's hard to just shut it down. And uh, well, hi, Gandalf. Yes, we're watching Einstein. And um, <laughs> um, I was uh, lying there and Einstein was on the bed with me, this little boy and he, or big boy. And I heard, he was looking at me with the love eyes, you know, across the bed. And I had my head on the pillow and he was down at the other foot of the bed. And he just starts real slower, more slowly, more slowly. And then I kind of closed my eyes and I started just listening to him purr. And then his purring was right in my ear, but he hadn't moved. And then I could hear him breathing in my ear. Misty's heard about this. And um, I realized he was, this is what I thought was happening anyway. I felt like he was telling me how animals communicate with each other. They breathe. They have short, they, he's like, they have, we have small lungs. We can't get out a sentence that you call a sentence. You know, <laughs> we don't have lips. We breathe. <laughs> and we have very good ears. That's how he explained it, you know. And um and, and he's like, and they, they don't really talk to each other unless they're fighting, you know, like meowing. And dogs don't much bark unless they're playing or fighting, you know. It's just kind of interesting. I thought that he had told me that, you know, and um, I don't know. And then you said he came pr through pretty clear for you with that chicken, you know, saying that we're chicken. So that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to your original question about the chicken. So so we all are like empaths, you mentioned. We are all basically living in a soup of all sorts of energy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, and we... Jambalaya. We, <laughs> and I mentioned the soul's uh, energy and the balloon. When it's full, all those things doesn't really bother us, right? It, it yeah. kind of bounces back. But when it's it has a tear in the balloon or like there is some weakness to it, those things start coming to you and then it drains your energy. Yeah. So in Einstein's case, I don't know what happened, but there was something that caused his body to be a little bit weakened. And that's where some energy that was flying around got to him. That's and that could have been the chicken uh, thing. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that makes more sense to me than, than the food, because, you know, that, like I said, there are people in this area who do that kind of magic that kind of root work stuff mm -hmm. so but it could just be you know there's a lot of people in the city that keep chickens in their yards and they're not mm -hmm. supposed to and who knows maybe one passed away and came, came to visit said hey yeah. let me live in you <laughs> i don't right, want to die right. and, and the, key, the key is to keep your soul strong and then i i am empath as well and one thing that I learned in the beginning of the healing journey is as I heal other people, I was getting all that stuff my, myself. And yeah. at, point, at one point, I said, if I continue doing that, there could be some, somebody who has much larger issue that could kill me. <laughs> so I need to learn mm -hmm. how to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into this soul healing. So, so I know. Let me ask you this. When you do the animal soul healing, um, do you like kind of like Lisa was saying, do you kind of look into their eyes and, and kind of communicate that way and, and get the feel of them? Or do you do it 
like in a meditative state? I would say in a meditative state, I communicate through heart. Okay. I don't, um, as long as there is soul communication, I don't typically need to see a picture. Picture okay. helps because I can pinpoint better. But right. if I'm like, let, let's say I'm talking to you, Misty, and you mentioned some animal and then like, oh, I can tap into that animal without seeing the picture because okay. we are like you give the permission to connect right you just feel the energy yeah right and it's all energy it's all there it's kind of like radio frequency that's going around there you just need to know a a dial to tune in yeah i was wondering that because like a lot of times like i've got three dogs and one of them i connect with more than the other two and she is just my baby and i can look i can literally look into her eyes and almost like read each other's minds you know it's like i go deep in when i look into her eyes and it's just it's it's really beautiful you know so i was wondering how you did it and if that was a way to do it as well yeah and and also different people learn different techniques so yeah. that's one thing that's um i i, I used to teach um, i'm on like on hold right now but i used to teach japanese students doing animal communication and one thing that i teach them is like different people communicate in a different way so don't think that the way that i taught you is the only way yes yes then like you're basically making yourself um a block or wall Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is the only way, and I can't right. do it, so I can't do this community. It's kind of a creative thing to work with energy in any way. It's mm-hmm. a creative endeavor, I think, and um, in some way, it's a spirit, you know, spiritual uh, spirituality is very connected to creativity, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're working with the energy, and people will say, you know, like, I, like last year, I wasn't as good as this year. Next year, I say the same thing about last year's because we're working with it, you know, and getting better at it. And um, building, a lot of people say it's like a muscle. You know, a lot of people come on the podcast say it's like a muscle. You well, yeah. And um, I think that's with with healing your soul. It sounds like about the same. You're healing the soul level healing. Um, that would be a lot of hard, deep down, gut wrenching mm-hmm. work. I would think. That, yeah. You know, and, and also a uh, lot uh, of spiritual um, teachings nowadays say like. If you you are happy or if you are in the right path, you don't feel pain or like you not like you you shall not be anger or like everything is okay kind of thing. It's like I don't believe that's right. Like every it's time when there is a sorrow <laughs> or there is anger, those are the places where there is a lot of learning to be had oh, because yeah. you need to let go of these. Next time when you experience the same thing, you might not be as angry as you were before because that's not your journey anymore and right. that's where yeah. my bomb proof bomb fruit proof come from because i said i'm i'm a big dog trainer and like dogs you have to train the same thing in different environments yes and then they get desensitized and then like they're okay like they might be fearful of something first time but then like they used get used to it so healing is somewhat similar to that like if you avoid let's say chicken is an enemy and you avoid it next time when you see see chicken, that's still scary. Yeah. But if you see it every day, that's okay. I I was, I had a phobia of flying in airplanes and whenever I have a period of time blocked off where I've been flying a lot by that last flight, I'm not scared at all. But then if some time goes by, I have to get on a plane. I'll have that phobia again. You know, Mm -hmm. it just comes back. But if I've been doing it, 
regularly. I'm not scared. Right. I, I have a question. That's one way. Uh, let me add to that. That's one no. way, but with the soul healing, we can go to that kind of energy that you hold. And then we can let go of that energy, that okay. fear energy, yeah. so that you don't need to like be ex, ex, uh, exercising, going on the plane every time. Right? <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? Travel the world. You got to get rid of that phobia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Misty. This is Frank. Frank, hi, Frank. This is my baby. Mm. Frank has a problem, or okay. I have a problem. He keeps pooping <laughs> in the hallway when I oh. leave. Mm. Can you help me with him? Okay. Oh, he's telling He's like, mm, am I in trouble? <laughs> oh. You know what you've done. <laughs> no, he knows. Let me, let me uh, go into my space so I can talk to him. He thinks that is the place to poop. Okay. Um, why does he think that? He's showing me that's the area that's called toilet. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know about that. He's a stubborn dog. <laughs> I mind, choose this like, spot. This is my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it might go back to him being afraid to go out, Misty. We had another yeah. pet animal mm. communicator who said that he doesn't like to go out by himself. He wants Misty to escort mm. him. I have a dog maybe, door. Maybe he's pooping right there. Or he, they usually pick a spot. Maybe he's yeah. pooping inside. Not so he yeah, doesn't. Have as far as I know, he is not thinking that is a problem. That is a place <laughs> that for him. Like to him. Go <laughs> <laughs> but that is for me. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's where the if we were to do like animal communication session, we explain how that is not the right thing for the human world, right? Because this is all human mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If dogs don't know that's wrong. All right. I was like, mom that cleans it up. It must. Yeah, be. yeah exactly. Yeah. And cats go in the house in the litter box. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. why shouldn't dog be? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like my dog. Yeah. <laughs> So like, well, thank you for I, that. I was just yeah. Wondering. If I were to do a session, that's how we have communication, like explain like our point of view, but also listen to their point of view, right? Like there might be a reason why he doesn't want to go outside, like you said. So um, could we train him to do that in a session? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to to figure out for our listeners too what services you would offer as far as training the dogs and you know what you can do. Yeah, and I, I said yes, but it depends, right, oh, case by case, because right. it's not just the dog, but it's also human. Mm -hmm. I have had human who says yes, 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 but don't implement what I have said. Of course, it doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work if you don't say. And animals are really stickler about um, promises and lies. They are. They are. So if you promise, like one thing that I always tell my client is like, if sometimes, sometimes I say like, please give um, your um, pet a treat for me or like, I promise, I, I don't want to promise, right? Because I don't know what the owner does, but like, can you please, please promise that you will give this treat for them? They remember, I, they, they understand right? everything mm -hmm. we're saying. Yeah. Um, and then... My, 
And next time, if that didn't happen, they won't either talk to you or they won't listen to you. And that happens with the human uh, owner too. Like you might be yeah. saying, oh, I'll take you to park, right? And then, oh, you got busy and I don't take you. Those kind of broken promise does add up. Oh, if yes. you explain it to them, sometimes they do understand. But if it's like one after another, after always an excuse, they'll be hurt feelings. Um, I, I My boyfriend has that dog that we just saw Frank's father yes. <laughs> and his name's Oscar. And, um, I'm, I'm dog sitting him. He's my boyfriend's out of town. So I'm dog sitting. Oh, I didn't know you were dog sitting. Well, I was going to bring him over here, but Einstein got sick. That's why I have this netting. Oh. Up. I was going to keep him in the kitchen. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, with Einstein throwing being sick, he just was gagging again. But, yeah. um, when I'm uh, my boyfriend is a catering chef, so he's up really early and has to be at work. Uh, and, his dog, if he's not going to work, like usually he sets his alarm for three. And um, around three, if he's not getting up, Oscar will, will either start walking in circles around the room so his chain will jingle or he'll cough. <laughs> and he doesn't have to cough. He, yeah. He, he just, he's like, he's trying to wake Chris up to get up and go to work. He's being really thoughtful. So I yeah, realized I this that. and I said to him one day at around three in the morning, he's walking around. I'm like, hey, you know what? Daddy doesn't go to work today. He can go back to sleep. He hopped back up on his chair and went to sleep. And 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 I always tell him if we're going to bed, I tell him exactly what time his daddy is getting up. Or I'll ask, you know, Chris, what time do you go to work? I hear that, Oscar. He goes in at six. So you don't have to get up around until around four, you know, and uh, you don't have to get up if you don't until four unless you don't hear him, you know, and then he does. He does every time. Yeah. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I've seen my, my oldest dog. Uh, she used to when Bella was little at six o'clock every morning she knew exactly what time it was and she would go in and jump on my daughter's bed and lick her till she woke up <laughs> and she did that every monday through friday she would go in and give her kisses all i would have to say is let's go wake up bella and she oh. would go running towards bella's room to wake her up that is so <laughs> cute thing so sweet so they are so smart such smart animals mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's kind us. of like the double-edged sword, right? They are yeah. listening. So, for example, like training dogs to not to jump on the couch, for example, right? And you let them sometimes, you don't let them sometimes. And then like when they, you let them, it's like, oh, this, this is cool. And like I love when the, they're on the couch and then you scold at them when they... Get on the couch. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, very, very confused. Yeah, you're confusing a child like that too. Yeah, confusing me. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> yeah. And and well, like, yeah, people like they, they they don't they don't remember that they're animals. A lot of times when they talk about their animals, they're like, they're like my children, but they kind of are treated more like babies. But they can be like children who Oh yeah. With you, but they're not babies when they're grown. Yeah. You know, when they're kittens and puppies, they really are babies. <laughs> yeah. really and, and Frank's still a baby to me. Yeah. A big baby. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about like communicating with animals, but this whole same concept, it's same for human communication as well. I think, yeah. We talked about if we're all psychic, like we are. So yeah. even if we are like smiling and saying something, there's, there's, you're dying in your energy. heart. The <laughs> other person, even if they don't like get it in their head, their soul know. Yeah. Yes. Lying. Yes. Yeah. Like looking into the eyes, they know. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then that's why you kind of get the gut feeling like if this person is not good for me, or like yeah. some some people who you don't get along with, even though 
on surface, it feels like you get it on. Yes, yes, they can sense that. Interesting. Something that's interesting is like some of the some of the most unsavory people I've ever met can animal charm. You know, and I don't know why that is. Maybe they just charm people the same way. They just trick them. Yeah. But, but, but that's the thing. Unsavory part could be your, your like mirror of something, maybe something that you need to walk through. I mean, let, let's say like a dog, kind of like you're walking. No, like, no, no, like, no, I don't have a dog. Let's you say you think, a dog. Uh, you say, think like, that I'm, human is unsavory. But yeah. then like. Oh, right, the dog's like, reacting to how I'm feeling. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I just, yeah, I, I'm thinking of cats. I never had a dog. I've had roommates who had yeah. dogs. And I have allergy yeah. mostly to dogs. Because that's the, that's the thing that it goes both ways. Somebody mm-hmm. could be smiling and you think they are nice people, but they could be not very nice. Bad people. The other yeah. way is that they might be, they might look like so bad and like angry and things, but their heart could be pure and like they're doing that out of love. Right. Like sometimes you have to tell like when you ha- have a child, sometimes you have to tell your child, like, don't do this because it's dangerous. You right? might burn your hand. Yeah, you might right, catch right. fire. But that, that you, you don't do that out of like despise. Like we, right. we, you're yeah. doing that out of love. And there yes. are some people out there who just doesn't don't know how to communicate. Yeah, especially right. love, because like, they weren't love. taught how to communicate love. Right, usually. and then yeah. that's those. Uh, some people find them offensive, but yeah. it yeah. might not be the like, assaulting. It's an assumption they're making, maybe right. based on energy or their own, you know, programming. Who knows? Right. Even, you know, people who are have a heart of gold, if they are coming across jaded and angry, there's something on the outside. There's there's something they're not working through, or maybe they just want people to see them that way as part of their persona. Mm-hmm. You know, like the yeah. and, edgy actor or something, you know. Yeah. And it could be like I said, it could be mirroring you, right? Like yeah. Yeah. The, the the interaction is always about you. Oh, it <laughs> is, yeah. It's always about so, me, not you or you. Right. <laughs> For you, it's not about right. us. So if about somebody you. angers you, there's something that is triggering inside you that is causing that anger. Yeah. If you get yeah. rid of that, that person is no longer offensive to you yeah and that's well, I mean, what like, I if that, like with the energy though we can usually tell if someone's like a killer uh, you know i would say i would know that person's yeah. a murderer but i would know i think i would pick up that i don't want to be around this person you know i just but there have been people i just you probably had this happen not too many handful of times i just want to get away from the person mm-hmm. it just feels wrong get away you know you don't mean mm-hmm. you ever have that feeling i think we all do especially women yeah. We have that built-in stay away from that guy thing, you know. Um, or environment. You go into an environment and it's like, mm, I should leave. Yeah. yeah. Or it's usually for me, it's just a person. It's just one person mm-hmm. that will do this. It's just a random, just kind of a like, there's nothing I can do for this person except get away from them. You know, like that's the best thing I can do for anybody in this situation. And I don't have any words for it. I don't know what it is. I don't feel fear necessarily. I just feel like a disgust. It's like I feel it in my solar plexus, like it's being smushed and I feel yep. sick to my stomach mm-hmm. and um, I just got to get away. And I just know not to talk to them. And if they engage, I'm talking about like people that have got something damaged and they want to mm-hmm. hurt people overall. It's, that's how they get mm-hmm. pleasure or something in some way, emotionally or physically, however they manipulate people, but they're manipulating their energy so they can feed off their energy in some way of fear or you know, suppression or whatever they enjoy getting from them and taking mm-hmm. their energy. 
So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, even instinctively before I thought of things in energetic terms, I would think I have a feeling, you know, I have a feeling this person's dangerous and I wouldn't listen to it always. But now that I'm older, I will listen to it pretty much all the time. But it's not been much, you know, with the dangerous, the absolutely dangerous person, only about five times in my life has happened, you know. And I did not speak to those people. <laughs> you know, I like I left. <laughs> so I didn't have to make proof that this works, but you know, I just like that this really strange feeling. Your instinct. It's an instinct, <laughs> yeah, but it's really related around the solar plexus, which is our will. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like these people have an aura an energy about them that they want to crush the will, maybe because theirs is crushed at some point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um have you ever had anybody like that, Jagusa, who has come to you and been very damaged that way and you've been able to like clear out some of that trauma for them? That made them that way? Yeah, so the, the people who came to me are not that dangerous. Right. Uh, I just wonder if that ever happened. I just wonder, because that, that's the kind of soul that, you know, that, that soul needs some healing. <laughs> I don't know if they so, would ever like, look for it, though. Yeah, if, if that were to happen, it's not somebody who is in my immediate group. So, like, I can I can leave the situation. The yes. the thing that I've been working on, and that so that's how kind of I learned how to heal is work situation, right? At work situation, you can't really say, I don't work with this person even though I feel dangerous. Because yeah, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and I, luckily, I didn't have any dangerous people working with me, but there are people who I just didn't resonate with and just like yes. we were energetically incompatible, incom- but I had to work with them. I've, and, I've had that too, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's been a journey for me to be able to, open like open up my heart but not letting them take my energy it's kind of yes energy vampire yeah yeah and they don't know sometimes that they're doing it right because if you don't open up your heart you you are also blocking the communication so if there is a way for them to try to change themselves we also can't connect but at the same time we don't want them taking our energy so it's like, no if that's what they know you gotta energy. prove it and point it out you know when you did that you made me feel bad and it's taking my energy <laughs> like explain yeah, so, what they're doing exactly and yeah. how it's working you know people so who, what i yeah, they haven't what I normally, oh sorry yeah <laughs> what i normally sorry what i normally tell people is like you need to raise your energy enough that there is abundance for them to take yes. extra that's a good idea. <laughs> Just yeah, amp it and project it. 130, 300%. Yes. <laughs> excess energy. Excess energy. Where, where the problem happens is when you don't have enough and then they take that and then yes. they drain you. Do you have any advice for like listeners who are working with their empathy and their energy and getting used to it for the first time? And maybe they encounter somebody who wants to take their energy and they think that's what's going on. What advice would you give to them to shield against that or to not to prevent that? Or what, like, kind of, how do you usually teach people to keep that from happening to them? Yeah, there, there are many things that I teach. But one thing that popped in my head is to um, when you know to your meeting with this person ahead of time, send energy in the situation ahead of time like reiki like, like sending reiki to a situation exactly and if you don't Good know idea. reiki you don't know how to send energy just believe that you know or say all, psychic, <laughs> yeah. all know how to do it it's all in your head just like believe that it's happening send and just basically project like that situation in your um 
in your heart about meeting this person and just send love and energy in the situation. So yes. when you go to that situation, that person is busy taking the energy from that thing that you already sent pri prior to that. Love it. Yes. And it really works. Like if you have some meetings where you know that you're going to get drained because like, it's like it's a decoy. They take the energy out of my mango juice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that what you're saying? Like you would maybe put it there and that's where they're, right. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. That's so really like, cool. I've never heard yeah. like redirection. I love that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, when, when I was opening my um, heart up, I was bombarded and I couldn't like, it was almost like dizzying every day. Yeah. So when I learned that, and I have to go to like meeting every day, every hour <laughs> so, <laughs> ahead of time, go to the bathroom and then do some meditation and send the energy. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. That, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that next Thank time I go to a doctor. So <laughs> 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 that, this has just been a really cool podcast. Thank you so much. Yes. And is, do you have Thank any you. more questions for Jagusa or? I think I've asked everything I, I had to, to yeah, offer. And, and, and Einstein cool, says, thank you. Does. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. And Einstein wants to say thank you. He don't give a little scratch. He says thank yeah. you for helping him. Yeah. He'll I keep in touch. I was wondering if if you wanted me to um, do some meditation. Yes, like she said she was going to do a meditation for our listeners and and watchers. Yeah, we would love that. Yeah. So um, before we start, if you could each um, rate your energy one scale of one to ten, ten being the best, and then one being. Mine's about seven. So seven, okay. seven or eight. I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm about, about there. Seven. seven, eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there any like issues, health issues, or something like that that you could measure? Like, if it's chronic, have, or probably hard. I have a lot of pain. Pain. I have bone spurs on my skeleton, and okay. I have pain, all, uh, inflammation all over. Yeah. Like, okay. So my hips, especially right now. But. Okay. So if if you were to rate your hip rating so this is kind of backwards but the 10 being the best and one being the worst pain because the doctors yeah. don't know what that is does he uh it just depends on what like the way i'm sitting right now i have my foot under my hip so it's propped mm -hmm. up but if i'm sitting in a different position it'd be a 10 it'll bark at me i mean I'll, ha, ha, you know I'll okay, jump so and 10, bark and, so the agony and, will be once uh zero so one like one take the off yeah one <laughs> but normally uh I'm, I'm riding around uh anywhere from a three to a four most days okay. okay so it's pretty painful yeah. is there misty's you have something i have mine under control pretty much okay that's great okay i try so to say pretty I, positive <laughs> <laughs> yeah if if we want to um we can do a very quick one okay um, <laughs> so how we do it is um we close your close our eyes and do a breathing ex exercise so we breathe through our nose and hold the breath and count your heartbeat as long as you can, 5, 10, 15 seconds. And breathe out through your mouth very, very slowly. And we're going to start when I count to 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out very, very slowly, just like you're breathing into a newly born baby's ear. And 
empty your mind. Emptying into your mind is what stops you from healing. And your current, you're currently still in your head about 4%. You need to go to zero. Hear my instruction from your heart. Getting better, but it's about three. Keep breathing and I'll do some healing. Feel your heart and feel your heart expanding with love. And give permission for your soul to be healed. and feel your mind control being removed and returning to your pure self. And feel your aura being cleansed of all of the impure energy that you might have attracted throughout your life, throughout the day. Send love to any body part that is hurting. Body part has a spirit and you thank those spirit for healing. And feel your energy expanding. And really feel your energy grounded and feeling love of Mother Earth. On count of five, slowly open your eyes. One, two, three, four, and five. Take a big deep breath and open your eyes. How you feel? I feel good. 
<laughs> you, that heart. Oh, you, you can really heal a heart chakra <laughs> you did good with that i felt that when you were like open your heart feel it with your heart yeah yeah i love that that's my favorite part <laughs> yeah how how is your um energy feeling right now i'm always kind of jacked up with energy or really low i feel even okay like when my able when my energy is amped it's unstable you know okay you were seven before what what would you say now i just feel i don't know i don't want to put a number okay, to okay it. so it's explaining it's better it's but it's better. like <laughs> peaceful whereas and my energy mm. is more energetic but it was unstable. right i right. feel like it's more stable now mm-hmm. yeah how about you misty um i feel a lot more energized i feel good I feel like I got some, uh, I felt like I cleaned up my aura a little bit and got a little bit more color to it. Mm-hmm. I could have gone to sleep. You have a, how's your you, hip? How's your hip, Miss uh, Lisa? Well, let me put my weight on it. It's still hurting a little bit, but, but mm-hmm. it's not that bad, as bad as it was when I did that. Right. Before. Yeah. Just remember, this was like, I don't know, five minutes. Real quick then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to practice with this. I might, right. and I've got it on recording. <laughs> yeah. and that, that's the thing that, that, that I teach is that meditation is not about taking two, three hours or out of the day to do mm. it once and then call it good. I mean, right. That that helps, but like we don't all that have that all that time. And also, as I mentioned, we are living in this energetic soup, right? So you don't just like brush your teeth once a month, right? Every day. You take yeah. shower every day. Um so like you need to meditate mean your almost every second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Energy, bath, energy bath, energy bath, energy bath. Yeah. Like uh yeah, that's, so I want people that's... to learn to do this quick. And yeah. that's what I really I liked I, when I learned Reiki. My favorite part was the brushing off. I still will do that even if I'm not doing Reiki. I'll just pull off like excess energy that I feel kind of weighting down stuff, you know. And and that's something I really liked about Reiki that when I took one and two that I still use a lot. I still do Reiki. I just did it. I learned it a couple of years ago. So, yeah, still pretty new. <laughs> so um, where can listeners and uh, watchers find out about you, learn about your services or anything else? You have a yeah. website. Yeah, I have a website, uh, www.bombproofzen.com. And it's important to have www in the front. <laughs> it doesn't go to the page. If not, you don't. Um, and then uh, my, email, <laughs> <laughs> my email address is bpzencoach at gmail.com. So bombproof then coach, BPs and coach. And listeners, watchers, okay. I'll put all that in the description of the podcast so you can find her a lot easier to click. Instead yeah. of and, and, uh, yeah. and on the website, yeah. I have linked to the Facebook and uh, Instagram okay. and all that. Also great. the emails. Okay. And we'll put great. that in there. And um, lastly, well, not lastly, I want to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app and website where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. You deserve. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You do. <laughs> and I'm an advisor on Everclear under the name Lisa P, L-E-E-S-A-P, not L-I-S-A. I'm a Lisa Pisa on that site, on that on Everclear. And uh, they are a wonderful sponsor. And um, I want to thank you, Chigusa, and I want to thank you, Misty, of course. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa and Misty. I had you fun. are welcome. And uh, I want to love our love on our listeners and watchers. We love you. Mm-hmm. Here's some more cowbell for you. I know you love it enough. Can't hear it, can you? I can't hear it. No, oh, well. 
it's still I can hear it. I guess you know it is just my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> like you talked about earlier. <laughs> anyway, listeners, we love you. Watchers, we love you, and we hope we'll see you again. And welcome to season six. <laughs> Bye. Bye.